0: This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at NerdyLegion.com. Enjoy the show!
1: So, Paul, thanks for, thanks for joining me. Uh, Aaron and Ronnie both apparently are. Well, it's funny in our group there, our group chat. They 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 have the title "Podcast Quitter" on you, and and yet that doesn't seem to be the case tonight.
0: <laughs>
1: anything, it's I see. The opposite.
0: I disagree strongly. I birth podcasts and then let my children take it from there. Uh, I, I, I don't think I've ever quit a podcast. I think I fill in a lot more than, uh, some of the people who are supposed to be regulars.
1: I, I, you know what? I lean to agree. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm also going to
0: be doing uh, a podcast with Rob and Daryl. Um, I forget which one it is, but they asked me to record with them on Sunday, uh, in place of whoever is bailing on them this week. And we're going to be talking about, uh. Uh, I guess we're gonna well, my part of it at least is gonna be talking about uh, some old uncanny X-Men because it's it's their retro cast. So the comics have to be at least ten years old. Uh, but that, that should be fun.
1: Is that over on the Taylor Network?
0: Uh, I believe so.
1: Yeah.
0: I believe so. I I think it's usually Rob and Mike and Chris do it. I think he said, but yeah. I'm not 100% sure to be honest. Rob actually like he just keeps on picking up doing podcasts I guess uh, uh, over there with them so uh, I've been looking forward to recording with Rob I, I like Rob a lot and of course I've recorded with all the other guys multiple times
1: right right right
0: but uh yeah and uh, speaking of comics I read so it's not old G.I. Joe but I read uh, one of the Cobra trade paper bags recently and enjoyed that quite a bit
1: yeah you know it's I picked up well you actually picked up The, uh, oh, back in the late 80s, there they did, G.I. Joe did a comic set in the UK called Action Force. Mm -hmm. And, uh, when they they re released it over here as European Missions. Uh huh. And they did 15 issues. And, uh, it's really good. It's basically, it's, it's, I I liked it better. The, The books have, uh, two or three short stories in them. And then there's one story that goes continuous. It's only a few pages long, each each issue, but it it runs through multiple issues, telling the story over time.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: one thing I noticed when I was a kid is no one ever died in the GI Joe comics for the most part, not until issue 109, when the Saw Viper let loose. Uh, but no one ever no one ever died or got killed. People die in every issue. This one, they create new characters just to kill them rather be joes or cobras they they kill foot soldiers all the time i mean there's a lot of death going on i, I actually really liked it better <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah it was uh so you've heard of humble bundles right yeah so the the current humble bundle is transformers and gi joe i guess they, they had a crossover there with the idw series um, they did but it has a their Marvel games as well that doesn't surprise me. Um, so, yeah, IDW. They, they're both with I, IDW owns the properties now and is publishing them. And uh, they, I guess they had a crossover. Um, so that's what this bundle is. But it has a ton of G.I. Joe-specific stuff and a ton of Transformers-specific stuff. And I'd never really read either. But uh, Aaron was gushing about Cobra. Because uh, I
1: remember reading somebody else Coburg got him to read it. I remember reading that cover story a few, a few years ago.
0: Mm. so, the yeah, part sorry. that I read was quite good, so I'm yeah. gonna check it out some I might I might pick up that humble bundle because it just it has so much stuff and I, I've been tempted to check out the GI Joe stuff at least so might as well the, uh, get a bunch.
1: How much is that the old humble bundle
0: the the highest level is twenty bucks you get everything. Um, for as little as a dollar, you can get just a whole crapload of stuff. Still, though, it has just yeah. a whole bunch of GI Joe Transformer trades for a buck. Yeah. So it's uh, at the very least, I'll probably do the dollar. You know, can't can't beat a dollar for all that stuff. But I'm seriously considering doing the twenty dollar one because I you've probably seen I have like the Ninja Turtle IDW hardcover collections, yes. and they tend to pack a lot of stuff in there. Uh, well, the twenty dollar bundle you get like. I think three or more volumes of those for each GI Joe and Transformers at that point. So oh, wow. I don't know. I'll try. I'll dig into it a little bit more, but uh, pretty tempting offer, that's for sure.
1: Hmm. Nice.
0: Ah. So I hear that there's a uh, some kind of wrestling thing going on this weekend.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This coming Saturday night's the big NXT of Brooklyn Takeover 3 and then Sunday's the old uh, the old summer tradition SummerSlam or as Mike Adamley said SummerFest
0: <laughs> so as soon as I decided that SummerSlam was consistently good it's it became consistently disappointing so now that I expect it to be disappointing I think this will actually be the best year ever
1: I think that's the only way you can look at it <laughs> um, it's hard. Like I don't want to be a negative person when it comes to wrestling. I try not to be as much as I can because I just I love professional wrestling so much. But um, they're not making it easy on you.
0: Yeah, I was I was talking about actually when I recorded with you was it, a couple weeks ago. I talked about that somehow. I kind of find myself at a point now where I'm just kind of. I mean, I was already. Uh, uh, I don't know, a more active casual fan you might say. Yep. And I uh you know, kind of decided I'm going to be a little less uh anticipatory towards things with the rest, because like, I was looking forward to all the pay-per-views, even like the the newer ones that are like the brand specific ones. And yep. after a few of them where I watched them and just I didn't really care that I watched them. I was like, eh, I'll, you know, I'll, I can go you guys will tell me if anything's good so I go back and watch it. That's not hard, but I don't need to uh, look forward to it for multiple weeks just to be like, meh. I but think
1: a uh, lot of it has to do with the oversaturation of it all.
0: Yeah, I do too. I mean, that's that's been the problem with uh, having – I mean, even when you go back to when they went to having a pay-per-view every month, that affected a lot of things. And now just having as much as they do and they can pump so much stuff out there. Yeah, you know, I understand they're – like, they need to give value to the network – um but if they're going to have all those pay-per-views they need to still make them good yeah you know, throw, you know, throw some yeah throw some some unexpected stuff in there or yep. some smaller matches and their focus focus on some of the the uh the feuds that you're not that aren't your main drawing feuds you know i mean if if i don't know jinder and whoever the hell they're building him up against is the big one Focus on some smaller guys, you know. I mean, may, maybe that's where they focus more on the IC title and the uh, the US title, which I know that those Man, can get some focus know, on the, the bigger US shows. you know, the US title
1: but. has gotten some action lately between Owens and and and, and uh, Kevin Owens and AJ Styles, but uh, it just seems like the IC title's just not doing anything. Miz is the champ, but he, I, I he's not defending it. He's not he's not involved in any. Uh, the only storylines he's been involved in lately involve him getting beat up a lot.
0: Yeah. See, that seems like the point where you could do more with that.
1: Like him with his Miz Tourage and everything. But, I don't even think the IC title, I don't think Miz is on pay-per-view this weekend. I don't think he's on on, uh, SummerSlam at all or even the pre-show.
0: Yeah, I don't recall you guys telling me that he was or seeing that. I mean, there's 13
1: matches scheduled for for Sunday. I don't think the Miz is involved in any of them. So... I know, for me, like... Oh, yeah, he's in a six-man tag. That's a that's a good use of your IC champion. I, uh... I went to a WWE this past Saturday in Augusta. Took my son. We had some good seats, and... It was a decent crowd. Uh, over 4,000 people, which is good for, you know, the Augusta Civic Center. Seeing as how it's like a 6,000-person venue, so it looked full, you know? hmm Um... Anyhow, I'm, I'll sum the show up this. You can go read my full report on uh, my, uh, my blog, The Rustling Insomniac. However, I'll just say overall the show was, uh, it was above average, just a little above average. And uh, a couple of matches surprised me as far as how much I enjoyed them, including Roman Reigns against Braun Strowman. But I think that's all Braun Strowman. And uh, I will say this, though, the crowd was great, they were into it, they uh, booed the bad guys, they cheered the good guys, and uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it, was, it was enjoyable.
0: I'll tell you what, so we're going to talk about these shows, because this is the whole reason that I'm, uh, I'm joining, so we definitely get this done, is this is the go-home episode before the big pay-per-views, right? Yeah, so, yeah. I don't think we need to, to pump ourselves up for NXT, but this is my promise to you. When we talk about the the SummerSlam card, yeah. I will give you a reason to be optimistic for every match on the card.
1: Well, I, uh, I I'm looking forward to what you have to say about that. So, um, yeah, can you do me. A I might favor?
0: have to lie a little bit. We'll see. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> uh,
1: can you um, in our in our podcast of thousand holds, Chat, Can you pull up Ronnie's predictions? Uh, if you
0: can't, that's yeah. fine. Let me see. Hold on a second.
1: Yeah. If you can roll up Bronies, I'll get up Aaron's, and that way we have them to put, put it off. it back on
0: phone, um, so I could do that while we uh, proceed.
1: So, in the interim, uh, again, uh, NXT TakeOver 3, Brooklyn this weekend. They got five matches on the card. Um,. I'm actually looking forward to every match. I think every match is gonna be good.
0: Yeah, the NXT pay per views they I mean even if they you know, everything doesn't click right, they at least are gonna be something, you know, they're they're gonna be okay at least. Uh, I know there was one recently that we all yeah. watched now. They're like, Well that's okay. But when you really look at it, you know, the, wor- the worst thing you could say about it was okay. There were were like maybe one or two real strong highlights to it, but then the rest of yeah. it was like okay, well it didn't quite work. But you can't expect the uh, you know the developmental group to like always steal the show. It's amazing that they steal the show See, as much they, as they, they do. do. But they do a lot. Yeah. yeah, once you move up, you know half of the the best talent to the main roster. Then you move up half of what's left to the main roster. Well, now you have like a quarter of the best guys you had against other people that are coming up. Those guys got to develop. That's that's yeah. kind of how I looked at that that specific one. But all right, so I got Ronnie's pulled up so cool. we can start going through these. Uh, I'll all right. let you lead it. We'll share yeah, start Aaron's with here.
1: the start all with right. the NXT Takeover. Johnny Gargano against Andre Almas with uh, Zelina Vega. And uh, Aaron's got Johnny Rustling getting the win because Gargano's going to be more vicious than before and almost always loses.
0: Yeah, so Ronnie's the same thing. He says uh, Johnny Johnny Wrestling wins. Yep. Who do you uh, I think I think it's going to be Johnny Gargano because I don't think you could not have Johnny Gargano win. Coming back from how they uh, they ended yeah. the last time we saw him on on a takeover. Yep. You know, with uh, Ciampa turning on him and beating the hell out of him. Yeah, I mean, he can't. The only way he could lose is if if uh, Ciampa shows up and it's a screw job. Uh, But I expect him to win. I I expect him to go in and probably just like you said, Aaron said, be pretty vicious with uh, with CN there and get the win handily.
1: Well, my my prediction is that Almas is going to win. Almas is going to win because. Zelina Vega, by the way, is um, Rosita from TNA. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I think I think uh, Almas is going to win because they've been kind of pushing him with her lately. Because Johnny Gargano is going to be the Tyler Breeze of NXT. Or he's going to be the Dolph Ziggler of NXT. Or he's going to be the guy that everyone loves and always loses all the time. Because they're just going to say, oh, well, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. He's he won't lose his heat. He'll be fine. Uh, and maybe Ciampa will cause the loss, maybe he won't, but uh, I'm I'm unfortunately going to have to go with Ole Miss on this one.
0: Yeah, I, I think they won't do that until after they pay off the Gargano Ciampa feud, which that'll take a little little build up now. Um I I I could see that happening in the future cuz yep. I mean, you know, look at some of the guys they moved up like uh uh Mr. Perfect 10 there, you know.
1: Ty Dillinger? Yeah. You moved him up to do nothing with him?
0: Yeah, pretty much.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: At least uh, he doesn't s- lose his stickler.
1: Yeah. Uh, second yeah. match on the card Alistair Black against Hideo Tommy, I'm going with Alistair Black on this one. Uh, Aaron's got, uh, he's got Alistair Black winning as well. He says Atami will probably be injured before or during the match, <laughs> and he will miss an extended amount of time. Who, uh, who's Ronnie got?
0: Ronnie's got Alistair Black. Uh, I went with Alistair Black also because I just don't feel like they really gotten behind a Tommy. And I don't know, just the fact he keeps on getting hurt. Like, I think he's got to prove he's going to stay around before they really start giving him any kind of momentum.
1: Well, I will say this. That last takeover, the one in May that – or I think it was it – was, yeah, it was in May. The one we kind of bagged on that we didn't think was that – good or as good as Um, I will say Atami's match with Bobby Roode was excellent and I loved the finish yeah you know where he did the uh, he's doing that spike pile driver and then he rolled through and held on to do another one that was very creative I thought that was really good I love how he uh, reversed the go to sleep into it I mean yeah it was done good it was done good so we can see it that Atami can work in the ring but yeah yeah, I think it's
0: it's the the reliability that he won't get hurt. I, I think, like, if you look at the main card, even with the popularity of, like, Daniel Bryan, uh, you know, I mean, obviously his injuries ended up, uh, at least for the time being, ending his career. But I think you kind of saw that, you know, when he made his comeback to yeah. Wrestle after winning the championship in big fashion, he won the IC championship. So they still had him in, in a big place and winning, yeah. but it was down a big step down the card yep
1: yeah uh the authors the uh, tag team title match the champions authors of pain defending against sanity um this is where I'm kind of torn I've I I see him sticking with authors but I'd like to see sanity pick up the win I believe Aaron felt the same yeah he thinks Authors over insanity. Sanity, he really wants Sanity to win, maybe they'll have the numbers advantage, but WWE seems to be all in on the Authors of Pain for some terrible reason. And I agree with Aaron wholeheartedly on that. So,
0: Yeah, Ronnie picks Sanity to win that, and yeah. I, I picked Sanity to win it too, be, I, probably more just because I, I with how they've been putting the Authors of Pain over, I feel pretty meh on the tag team in NXT right now, the tag team yep. division. So, I don't know. At least with Sanity, they have the uh, the numbers and their heels, so they'll cheat. Yeah. So, if they can go in there and they could actually, they could beat uh, Authors of Pain without making Authors of Pain look like they can lose at the same time, you know? They, they can go in there and do something dirty to get the win away from
1: I'm but, curious who the uh, babyfaces are going to be in this match because they're both heel teams.
0: Yeah, that's what will be interesting. I think yeah. that whatever happens here will say a lot about what happens next. Yeah. I could see uh, if Authors of Pain win and they got to do something with Sanity because they're not just going to turn Sanity all face, but I could see that somebody being the scapegoat for the loss and that person being turned... And the other guy, the, the rest of Sanity looking even more heel after that, you know?
1: Okay, yeah, okay.
0: So sure. there's different things. I don't think they're going to waste this match because it doesn't make sense to book a heel versus heel match where you're going to... If you just finish it cleanly, you're going to leave well, somebody looking
1: at Typically when you book heel versus heel, it's because somebody's going babyface. Hmm. Um, Asuka versus Ember Moon up next uh, Aaron and I both agree Oscar's going to win and we both have the same reason no one deserves to beat Asuka on the roster right now in NXT
0: Yeah, and
1: I as- do not look at Ember Moon as a credible threat at all and I just feel Asuka's been too dominant for, for Ember Moon to get the win on this one
0: yeah Ronnie said the same thing I, I feel the same way I know somebody who I can't remember if it was Ronnie or Aaron was saying that they were starting to feel bland about Oscar.
1: It wasn't Ronnie. It wasn't well. It wasn't in Aaron's chat today, at least.
0: No, this was a while ago, and I think it was Aaron, but I could be wrong. Could be. No, you know what? Maybe it was Ronnie. I can't remember. It was one of them though. But this was a little while back. Yep. But they, they were starting to feel kind of bland about her because it's kind of always the same thing. But come on, that ain't that ain't Oscar's fault. And she goes they, – they, and they've thrown everything that they can at her to make you think that there's a credible threat to her losing the title. And she had the match against uh, – uh, what's her name? The, the chick from Sanity.
1: Uh, Nikki Cross.
0: Yeah. They had the, the match against Nikki Cross that was a good one that – you know because of the type of match it was and everything, like – there was a threat of her losing because it wasn't just a straight-up match in the ring and and Nikki Cross can well, do see, crazy stuff.
1: Nikki Cross, to me, is someone I see that is believable as far as, like, she's so crazy. It's just the chance that she's going to do this. You know what I mean? Like, she's going to hit the big move or do something or whatever that's going to take Asuka down long enough for her to get the win or whatever.
0: Exactly, yeah. I mean, when yeah. it's... Uh, Last woman standing match like that, it's like all you gotta do is beat the hell out of her, and you could do something crazy enough to do that. Where if you hit it, you win; if you miss it, you lose. Yeah, like she's, watching, she's uh, the only that really credible threat. The only other match that I felt like there was a risk of Oscar losing was the four way that they had. Because yeah, in a because you could, have could all get sorts of Yeah, yeah exactly.
1: Weird. And and yeah, but no, and, and then well, she they had the fatal four way where Oscar you know won that, and then they had the, the triple threat. Where Oscar pinned both opponents at the same time.
0: Yeah, it really looks you know, like they're up- like, that, that. Nobody can beat Oscar. I mean, at some point they're going to have to move on to something else, but how are they going to do
1: it? And I think it's just got to be with Oscar moving up
0: the you know to the main roster.
1: Well, there's talk and- of doing a women's Royal Rumble match next year. Interesting. Uh, so if she's a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble match. That would get her up on the main roster. I I just...
0: I don't know. With looks right now, I could see them eventually having her vacate the title to move up to the main roster and doing a tournament with the rest to be able to put women's division in NXT.
1: The other thing I could see is whoever wins the Mae Young Classic going on to challenge Asuka for the belt at Survivor Series TakeOver. At the TakeOver they do before the Survivor Series November. I could see yeah, that Yeah, so maybe happening. they'll bring
0: – maybe they're going to have a big signing we don't expect,
1: too, yeah, you know. I could maybe see that happening, you know, because they're going to take the may Young Classic now to, to, to build. The, the winner will be built over the entire tournament type of thing, so.
0: Yeah, that's true. So maybe we'll get something. But back
1: to the matter is,
0: I could – I'd be happy watching Asuka beat the shit out of everybody. So. Watching uh, – watching, <laughs> uh, me great. too.
1: Watching the a promo this past week – where Amber Moon was, was trying to be all tough and get in Asuka's face and on and on and on. I was just like, I'm not buying a single word of this. I'm not believing a single word of this. Like, Yep. yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, main event match, uh, Drew McIntyre challenging NXT champion Bobby Roode. Um, Aaron's got McIntyre picking up the win so Bobby can move up to uh, the main roster. I feel like sooner than later, Rod's going to be, uh, uh, Rude's going to be on the main roster.
0: Yes, yeah, so are you going McIntyre also?
1: Oh yeah, I forgot to say that. Yes, I'm going McIntyre also. <laughs> I thought I implied that. Uh, my, my apologies. Thank you. <laughs>
0: So, uh, Ronnie says that Rude retains, but will have a screw job finish, which I'm assuming that's him saying that Rude will win the match, because he doesn't say that McIntyre will win, but Rude will retain. Um, well,
1: see, Ronnie does that. He'll be not too specific. He's not going to say who's going to win or lose, but he doesn't think Rude's going to lose the title. So, like, McIntyre could win the- by DQ or something.
0: I'm officially stating that his pick is that Rude wins, and he should learn to phrase it more specifically if he doesn't want it to be up to my interpretation. So in the win-loss column, that's what it's based on for you. Um,
1: I agree with you, sir. Be more specific. I
0: think that Bobby Rude will win, retain the championship, but... uh, I think that whoever he's going to lose the title to, it's not going to be on their first meeting because yeah. it just it seems odd to me to have there, there's two things that I doubt. One is that he'll go up against somebody once, lose the title, and disappear. And two is that he'll go up against somebody once, lose the title, challenge them once, and lose, yeah. and then get moved up to the main roster because that makes you move up looking weak too, you know. So uh, I think that he will beat the person that he's going to dropping it to and then they'll have another match he'll drop it to them then and then that may be it but he will have shown that he also is fully capable of beating them you know if that makes sense but ultimately he's already going to be a winner because he's going to have the best entrance of the night because he has the best entrance in NXT
1: now that Nakamura's gone he does yes
0: yeah, him, Nakamura, and AJ Styles—my three favorite entrances in wrestling since I don't even know when.
1: Yep. Yeah, no, I could definitely see Rude having a pretty, pretty badass entrance uh, this Saturday night. So.
0: Yeah, you know th- their entrances. I mean, Rude's—we haven't seen him obviously since he's ascended to the top of NXT. We haven't seen him move up and be like the, you know. Not the top dog on the main roster, that type of entrance, but, like, you look at AJ Styles, like, he started out with his entrances, like, really being kind of focused on. Even now, even with it just being a normal entrance, yep. how they present it most of the time, it's yep. still a damn good entrance.
1: Oh, yeah, no, no, I, I'm I'm, I'm a fan. I, even the way they've toned down Nakamura's entrances, I, I still think they're pretty awesome, so...
0: I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen uh, anything of him on they've the main. They've changed
1: car- how they do like the uh, the effects of the lights and the arena lights and the and on the Titantron and everything. They've they've changed it up. Yeah, the music's the same, but they've changed up that, which I find kind of annoying.
0: You know what I may do after we're done here is uh, I may I have a free trial of Hulu going on that I'll be canceling shortly because Hulu yeah. still sucks. But uh, I'm a big fan I, of it, it's good if it if it serves your purposes. For me, it doesn't serve any purposes. Like the only thing I would like it for it would be if I wanted to keep up with wrestling. Which I don't necessarily care about keeping up with it right now. So yep. I'll cancel it again. And it, eventually, someday it will serve my purposes. But
1: uh, well, you uh, should go watch the Nakamura John Cena match if you have
0: That's exactly it. what I was gonna say. Is yeah. that, that's that's what I want to do is go watch that because I want to see his Actually, full match. I want to see the entrance and everything.
1: You could watch that whole show. That was a good show. Rusev and and Chad Gable had a really good match against each other that night as well. Like, I was surprised how good that that was. It was a great match.
0: Chad Gable and Justin Jordan, I want to see what they're doing. It seems like, I don't know, it seems like they never really wanted to use them as a tag team because they never did a whole lot with them. They always buried them in those stupid, you know, like four tag team matches and crap like that. So it seems like they always plan to split them into individual stars, you know?
1: Yes, yes, I do know. But um, yeah. I don't think Jason Jordan's a star on his own.
0: Yeah, he, he always struck me as the Rick Steiner of the group, you know?
1: Yeah, no, like he, when he... he <sighs> It's like when he te- they teamed him with Gable, it's like he found a personality then, and then now that he's not with Gable anymore, he doesn't he doesn't have it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, a little bit different right now for SummerSlam the next night. I'm gonna read all of Aaron's predictions in a row because they keep disappearing on me and it's annoying me. <laughs> so I'm just gonna run down his whole prediction, and then you can do the same thing for Ronnie, and then you and I will will give ours and break down the matches as we go sounds good um, so here we go Tazara over Neville god I fucking hate Titus O'Neil these are errands by the way uh, New Day over the Usos they're not even close to being on the same level it's embarrassing that they put the Usos over as us for as long as they did Jordan and the Hardys over Miztourage. In and the, the revival is hurt so we have to throw the Hardy boys in a stupid match category Jason Jordan continues to continues his mean streak yeah his garbage streak Uh, Ambrose and Rollins over Cesaro and Sheamus they sure love tag champs they don't always get along am I right? (laughs) they do always like their tag champs that don't get along See here, Corbin over Cena even though I honestly would love to see Cena win and Corbin continue to go insane Balor over Bray Wyatt no way Wyatt wins twice in a row at a pay-per-view and Balor needs the win after a meaningless feud with the Drifter Uh, Big Cass over the Big Show. Enzo turns heel and sides with Kaz in a no-don't-give-any-fucks moment. (laughs) Uh, So Aaron's not going to care about that match. Uh, Rusev over Randy Orton. Losses never hurt Orton. Rusev needs a win. AJ Styles and Kevin Owens. AJ Styles is going to win. Match of the night prediction. Shane screws up during the match and misses something. And AJ takes the win, and he has to. Uh, KO has a gripe leading to a mania match between those two. Well, that seems like a long ways away, but possibly. Uh, Jinder Mahal over Shinsky. They haven't gone to India yet. No way he loses the belt. Uh, I'm just going to say right now, no way he retains the title. Uh, <laughs> bliss over Banks. Someone interferes and helps Banks win. And then. Uh, sorry. It says, something interferes helps Bliss win. Uh, Naomi and Italia fight to a draw. Neither of them deserve the title. They're both awful. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully his <a> storm... <laughs> I'm sorry. Hopefully his storm knocks out the power to the arena and when they restore it, the match is just mysteriously over. <laughs> and then, uh, Samoa Joe over everyone else. Lesnar gets beat down by everyone. Reigns and Strowman are distracted by each other. And Joe steals a win.
0: Okay, so... Ronnie has these in a different order. And I think he's missing a couple. But I'm just going to read what he has. That's fine. Uh, So, Universal Championship. uh, He says Brock will retain, but will lose it the following night on Raw to boost ratings probably to John Cena. Um... That seems odd to me, but, you know, it seems odd to me to think that they're trying to make good ratings on Raw based on what what they put out there. Uh, WWE Championship, uh, Ginger Mahal Mahal versus Shinsuke Nakamura wins, but it's a screw job finish, so Ginger keeps the belt. Uh, US Championship, AJ retains after Shano costs KO somehow, someway. Uh, Finn and Bray, Finn wins, he needs the win, plus Wyatt never wins on pay-per-views. Uh, SmackDown Women's Championship, Natalia wins and is new champ, but this is uh, her Zack Ryder moment, so to speak. Uh, which I kind of liked that comment on that. Um, the Raw Tag Championships, Seamus and, uh, Sheamus and Cesaro retain just to lose it to whoever on Raw the next night. You mm-hmm. know, and Corbin, Corbin gets his revenge on John for making him lose his cash in. Uh, But Cena wins by DQ. So Corbin's going to beat the hell out of Cena, but Cena will get the win from how he does it. Um, Orton and Rusev. Rusev uh, wins since Randy has been getting the upper hand on TV. Big Show versus Big Cass. Uh, Big Show wins via DQ when Enzo drops Nux from the cage, and Cass gets them, uses them, and gets disqualified. Uh, SmackDown Tag Team Championship, New Day retains, so they feud with Breezango, and the Cruiserweight Championship, uh, Tozawa retains, and 205 Live continues to die. So obviously, he missed the uh, the other women's championship and also the match that was added because he said, he sent this before that match was added. Yeah. So now, if you want to take us through one by one, I know I sent my picks in, but they were kind of just on the fly uh, while I was working, so I'll probably change them as I go anyways. Like I said, I promised I'll give a reason to look forward to every single one of these.
1: Okay. Well, there's 13 13 big matches on the card. We got three pre-show matches, and we got 10 main show matches, starting with the pre-show. Your your new Cruiserweight Champion, Akira Tazawa, taking on Neville. It's a rematch. I feel like is going to retain. I feel like he's going to keep the belt a little bit. I mean, it's not like they've never done quick title changes like this, but I just I think is going to retain.
0: I think he's going to retain, too. I don't know anything about Tozawa, but I already am more interested because I know that Neville can put on a good match, and uh, this guy sounds like a Japanese wrestler, and they tend to put on good matches, so... Without knowing one of the guys in the match, I'm more optimistic than I have been about most of these matches.
1: Well, Tazawa was in the Cruiserweight Classic, obviously, and here's what's amazing about Tazawa: He started in Japan, of course, as a young boy. He was in DDT Pro, and DDT Pro is really famous for, recently, their viral stuff is uh, <sighs> Joey Ryan flipping a wrestler with his dick the first time. That was DDT Pro. They're also famous for Kenny Omega. Uh, He's rustled the uh, nine-year-old little girl and Abushi Russell, the blow-up doll and (laughs) DDT Pro does all kinds of weird shit. They have a a championship, the Iron, the uh, Iron Man heavy metal weight champion. And it's a 24 seven title. And like uh, food has won the title before a table has won the title before. Because, like, the wrestler, the table falls over on top of the wrestler, and a referee comes along, sees it, makes a three count, and awards the table the championship. Um, so this is the type of thing that DDT Pro does. And so to see Tozawa, uh, who was a mainstay there, uh, drop all the weight he dropped, you know, really make a killing on the indies over here, and then, you know... Do the Cruiserweight Classic, and now he's a champ up there. It's pretty. It's a pretty great story if you think about it. So, awesome. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I'm even more
0: excited about that match yeah. now.
1: So, anyhow, uh, so the New Day also on the pre-show, and I don't know who it's gonna be. It, probably Biggie and Xavier Woods, or maybe I don't know Kofi and Xavier. Oh, I think Kofi might be injured. That uh, doesn't matter. They're taking on the Usos. I think New Day is gonna retain. They're going to have a nice, long reign as SmackDown champs. And I agree with the feuding with Brazango thing. I think that's where that's heading.
0: Yeah, I think they're going to retain also. Um, and, you know, the New Day, I know that they've been doing the, the same thing for quite a while, but it's also really damn good. And so I think them as champions, you know, they, they move the belt around some, and uh, if... You know, lately it seems like WWE's been pretty boring with a lot of their booking. If the boring booking is New Day rather than the boring booking being the Usos, that's a lot better. And New Day can have better matches and have more interesting angles with uh, with more teams than the Usos can. So, may not be the most exciting tag teams in the match, but uh, you know, New Day as far as uh, status quo goes is at least much more entertaining status quo.
1: Yep, I would agree with that statement. Uh, the Hardy Boys, Jason Jordan against Miz and the Miz Tourage, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. And I'm, I'm just going to go with Jason Jordan's going to get the win on this one because they're pushing him. But yeah. i get to I'll, see Maurice. I'll go with
0: them winning, too. Um, I guess my, my be optimistic statement about this one is... Uh, it's, it's the Hardys, and they tend to do at least something exciting, even if it's botching a move. There will there, be something in this, in this match to talk about
1: afterwards. Okay. Uh, going That's to all the, I got. I wasn't prepared for that one. Go, <laughs> uh, going to the main card in no particular order, uh, let's just start off with the Universal Championship, Brock Lesnar against Roman Reigns, against Samoa Joe, against Braun Strowman. Um... I see Samoa Joe walking away with a belt in this. And here's why. Uh, They got to get the title off of Brock because he's not on TV. And they need the title on the house shows. They need the title on TV. They need the title. That's my opinion. Um, The the Raw house show I just went to this past weekend, the IC title wasn't on the card. The Universal title wasn't on the card. The Women's title was in a six-man tag or six woman tag, so it wasn't defended. You had the cruiserweight title was defended, and it was Akira Tozawa against Neville, so it's like, okay, well, there's a chance there could be a title change at a house show because you know with these two guys, you know, be believable. And then the tag titles were defended as well, but it was Sheamus and Cesaro against Titus O'Neil and Apollo Crews, and it's like, well, there's no way in hell they're winning. This is going to be a glorified squash match, which is pretty much what it was. Um, so they, they need their titles on their house shows. Uh, that being said, I think Samoa Joe's going to walk away with the belt. I think you're going to see him go on to feud with Roman Reigns. I think you're going to see Braun Strowman is going to be the one that cost Brock Lesnar the title as far as... Uh, outside the ring or whatever it is that's going on because Samoa Joe's going to get the win over Reigns to win the belt and so I think you'll see Brock stick around to feud with Braun Strowman and then after that and after Joe's done with Reigns I think you'll see Joe and Braun have a feud because Braun really 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 impresses me surprisingly as far as like I really find him enjoyable to watch he's he's exceeded my
0: expectations definitely So I look at this match, and the first thing I see is that the only disappointing outcome would be Roman Reigns winning. Yes. If Lesnar won, they would have to do it in a way, and there would have to be something coming afterwards. Yeah. That even if it happened, which I think is unlikely, I think it would not be disappointing because of whatever reason. I don't know what it would be because I don't think it's going to happen. Um, if Braun won it's going to be him, like, absolutely obliterating everybody at some point. Yeah. And it would, if that's what happened, it would be an exciting ending in one way or another. I also think it's going to be Samoa Joe. um, And I think that uh, it's going to come down to, this is what I think, is I don't think they're going to want to make Reigns look weak, so it's not going to be Joe uh, just straight up beating the hell out of Reigns in the middle of the ring in this one. But it's probably going to be that Roman gets, I don't know, he gets hit with an F5 by Brock or something like that. Then like you were just saying, Braun's going to come in and destroy Brock, but it's going to be something that takes them both out of the picture. Yep. Then Joe comes in and puts the coquina clutch on Roman Reigns, gets yep. the win. Yep.
1: That's and if pretty it's much not how that, it's going it to be... Well.
0: The only other thing I could see is like Roman Reigns hitting the spear on Brock and then Braun coming in and destroying Reigns... Yeah. And then Samoa Joe coming in and hitting the muscle buster, which would be pretty damn impressive on Brock and getting the pen.
1: Jeez, yeah, that would be impressive actually. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um exactly. That'd be and Brock sells like crazy when it's his time to yeah. sell. Like he has always impressed me. Like he's somebody that, you know, kinda like Andre, legit if he did not want to lose a match, would have never lost one. I well, think Brock's <sighs> the same way. You can look at him and say Brock legit could win anything if he if he chose to, you know? Yeah. So the way he's sold for people has always really impressed me. And I, I think that he would do it here if that's what was the plan.
1: Um, usually when you have a guy come in like Braun Strowman as far as like when you look at a guy and you're like a a big muscle bound guy, you know, big, strong, muscle bound, just does lots of yelling, whatever, you typically think, Yeah, they're gonna suck in the ring because that's historically what WWE has shown us when they bring in a big guy like that they're just terrible in the ring they're just not entertained, they don't last long, whatever um, but Strowman's really like he's not he's, 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 like, he's only been wrestling a couple of years but clearly he's taking it very seriously uh, because he's actually pretty damn good in the ring and he can actually cut a promo when he needs to and even if it's just as simply as picking up the mic and saying, I'm not done with you yet, and dropping it, yeah, he's made a c- c- clear message in those few words. <laughs> so, I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah there have been a few big guys that that have you know, taken the craft beyond the level of just, I'm huge, so I'm a draw. Yep. Um, you know, even some of them at different. You know, once they get to a later stage in the career, they obviously get lazy. Like you look at Vader, where in his heyday, Va- Vader was fierce.
1: But uh, I just it, don't think uh, he was booked properly in the WWE. I just don't think they knew what to do with him. Or how to no, and you him. listen to Pritchard's podcast
0: all about it too. Like he was never healthy or in proper shape for it either. But yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah so. WWE's done that a lot where they've gotten a talent and it's. It's easy to say it either way, that it's, it's the, the talent's fault because they they weren't yeah. right, or it's WWE's fault for not knowing how to book them. But I know you listen to the Pritchard Show, and I mean, if a guy comes in out of shape and is always injured and isn't acting like he wants to be on top, too, you know, but... yeah, No, yeah, you
1: know,
0: no, you're right. Later in his heyday, was, he was something, and it wasn't because he was just a big guy going out there being a big guy. Man, he had so many pieces to his game. And Braun Strowman, he's got a lot more pieces than uh, you know most of the big guys do. So I'm excited to see with what he continues to do uh, as his career goes on. So, yeah, I'm actually I'm excited about that match. It, it could end up being a giant disappointment. It all depends on what they do with it. But I think that this one has the potential. And it really seems like they've been making Joe look strong, too. And I don't see why you would continue to build uh, the, quote, fat Samoan... Um to uh to just make him look like shit at some point.
1: Nope, I agree. uh let's see here. oh Naomi against Natalia this is the match I care the least about all weekend and I only want Natalia to win so I don't have to see that dumb stupid friggin glow belt anymore.
0: Yeah, I can't make this one optimistic. I just can't.
1: Yeah, I know you say you're going to, but you just you can't in this one. Yeah, uh, impossible. Natalia. Okay, so you gave the
0: optimism. If Natalia wins, the belt becomes less stupid. Yeah, that's. Uh, I you know I used to root for Natalia because I mean she comes from uh, from the Hart family, and she's managed to make that not even enough of a selling point for me with her terrible, terrible performances. Yeah. <laughs> so, the real optimism is it can only go up from here. Whoever wins the belt after this crap has to be better than these two.
1: Well, Charlotte, the belt. that's all I'm going to say. Charlotte, put the belt on her. Have a respectable champion once again. Uh, go, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: That's all. Just, yeah. Disgust.
1: Going, going to the Raw. You don't like Charlotte?
0: No, no, no. Disgust oh, with, okay. the, with, with the...
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, I, yeah I agree, yeah. Uh, going okay. to the Raw Women's Championship. Alexa Bliss versus Sasha Banks. <sighs> I'm torn on this one. I, I would be happy with either one of them winning. Um, I, I, I feel like Alexa's going to retain. I don't think it's... If Alexa doesn't retain and Sasha wins, Sasha needs a good, long run she's never had more than like a month or so you know what i mean so if she retains she's got to hold the championship through to like wrestlemania or something
0: yeah i agree with that i'm gonna choose sasha in that too uh she's one of my favorites yeah alexa is a great uh character performer and she does yeah. a good job in the ring but she's not on the same level wrestling wise as sasha and charlotte no. and yep. Hayley and uh and the other one that they bury all the time becky uh, lynch. what's her name yeah becky lynch yeah who i really like becky lynch too um yeah she's not on the same level wrestling as as they are and i think that they keep on putting alexa clearly over on all, all of these other performers. and alexa she has all the charisma that she needs and she's able to put on a good match in the ring so i think that it's great having her be you know, up there with everybody else. You know, it takes multiple kinds of pieces yep. to, to make a, an interesting show. Um, but I think if they just, basically, if they have Alexa go over on every one of the best female wrestlers in the WWE, cleanly and clearly, yep. it should, they're just derailing everything. And I, I hope they don't continue in that direction forever. If Alexa wins this match, I won't be disappointed because she's good, too. But yep. you know, if, if Sasha wins, I hope that they don't do the, the crap that they did. I mean, it was exciting in its way with the bell going back and forth between Sasha and Charlotte. But it really did always feel like when Sasha won it, you knew that Charlotte was going to win it back in the next opportunity. When Charlotte won it, she was probably going to hold it a little while longer,
1: you know? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. That's exactly what happened, too. Um, so I think, yeah, I think Sasha Banks needs to win. And then going back to my prediction earlier with the Women's Royal Rumble, uh, Asuka wins that. And then she's going to challenge Sasha for the belt. And you'll see at WrestleMania, uh, Asuka against Sasha for the Raw Women's title, where Oscar wins the belt.
0: Yeah, maybe they'll move Alexa back, back yeah. to SmackDown. Keep a belt on her, but take it away from the crappy performers.
1: Well, no, because Charlotte's going to win the belt on SmackDown.
0: That- yeah. Yeah, I'm okay with that too.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then Asuka will still be NXT Women's Champion come WrestleMania weekend next year, so she'll be a two year, she'll have held the belt for 2 years.
0: Yeah. All right, next match.
1: Sorry, yeah, we we get carried away there. Um <laughs> we're going to go AJ Styles against Kevin Owens. I'm I'm going with special guest referee Shane McMahon, and I'm going with AJ Styles retaining because somehow Shane screws Kevin Owens the uh, the winner
0: kind of, of no that match feud is us. yeah us. the winner what the winner of that match is us oh yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think ag retains it too because i don't think that they'll continue just trading the belt back and forth that gets uh that gets real old to me when they do that every opportunity the belt just moves back and forth between you know the same two people uh and I think if you're having Shane involved, I mean, I haven't been watching anything that's building up to this. So I really don't know why the hell Shane's involved.
1: Yeah.
0: But if you have him involved, you got to think that there's going to be another step to his involvement. You know, well, like, what comes Well, I mean, Shane next, and,
1: Shane and Styles already up. had a match. Yeah. So it's got to be Kevin Owens. So Shane exactly. somehow screws over Kevin Owens. You know,
0: makes sense. Yeah. So I, I think AJ will retain there, mm-hmm. and that match is just going to be great. Right?
1: Uh, big Show versus Big Cass with Enzo Murray and blah, blah, blah. I don't care.
0: I think that Cass will win. Yep. And, you know, like, I want to see Big Cass go somewhere. He's got talent. He's got the look. He's, I mean, you know, Baron Corbin, I think, has been winning us over more and more over yep. time. Like, Like, we're he's the next big thing or anything, but, like, I think that we have a lot more respect for him than we did, uh, you yeah, know. Yeah,
1: previously, yes, I agree.
0: In the beginning of his WWE run. Because think, he's big, but he has the long hair, and he's balding. yeah. And he doesn't have the, the cut look to go shirtless, and he's not fat enough to balance out not being muscly enough, you know? So it's like, he just, he's kind of a little off balance in every way, shape, and form. Whereas Cass, he's big, but he's lean. He's muscly, but he's not like a a Hulkin type of muscly. Uh, Yes. And I think he has enough character to survive on his own, too. You know, he has enough. uh, I mean, he's got to develop some stuff, but uh, he's not like what you're saying about Justin Jordan, where it's like you take him away and he just doesn't seem like he has anything, you know?
1: Right, right. Um,
0: I wouldn't mind seeing if uh, if. Enzo turns heel with him against the Big Show, and but then instead of it being them as a tag team, Enzo is like the his, manager. Uh,
1: yes, manager. Yeah. yes, I think you know, we've seen I that think... plenty of times
0: in uh, in wrestling where there's a tag team, but one of the performers is weaker on the wrestling side, and he shifts into being a manager. I think now look at
1: uh, I think Enzo men on be a great
0: manager at, at Oscar, and then they ditched him, and Mo became the manager because. He, uh, I don't know why the hell, I, I either, I don't know if he had an injury or if it just whatever, but like they shifted it that way and they got rid of Oscar, you know?
1: Well, I think Enzo could be a great heel manager in the vein of like the Grand Wizard with his colorful costumes and everything else and his ability to cut promos and, and build tension and hype between matches. I mean, I could totally see him being a great manager for somebody.
0: Yeah, and then he, he and won't then have that, to talk up too.
1: himself and then almost yeah. break
0: his fucking neck against the rope in a match. Well,
1: that's the thing. Like, okay, so his bumping style is almost like a ragdoll bumping style, and that's that's a great way. That's a great manager bumping style. You know what I mean? So Yeah. yeah. Um, Randy Orton against Rusev. I, I don't know why this is even on the show personally, but... Um, I, I guess I'm going to go with Rusev and, and that has a lot to do with he needs a win and and Randy Orton doesn't and Randy Orton doesn't seem to be affected by losses. So.
0: Yeah, Randy Orton's going to be a big star no matter whether he wins or loses. Um, I hope that this... That my optimism with this match is that I hope that this match is a, a positive movement for Rusev because that guy's got talent and he's a big dude in a good way and... Uh, you know, I would like to see him go back on an upward trage- trajectory with stuff. And uh, as long as he wins the match, it's, it's a you know notch in his belt. Um, if Orton wins the match, it just won't make any damn sense. I, I don't know anything about the buildup for this match. I don't know. Is Orton a, a babyface right now? That's what I'm assuming. I don't know.
1: Uh, yeah, Orton's the babyface. Rusev's the big bad uh, foreigner. All
0: right. So, yeah, so. you never know with Orton. He's an asshole douchebag, whether yep. he's a babyface heel, so it's hard to tell. Yeah,
1: he doesn't really change his uh, in-ring style at all, you know, regardless if he's a good guy or bad
0: guy. Or his personality. It's really just the WWE's like, hey guys, he's a face now. The kids just start cheering. Yep, that's how it works. He goes up and does his little pose, yeah, so move on, but... uh, I'm just hoping that this means a, a positive movement for Rusev, because yeah. I think that he could uh, do a lot more than he's been yeah, doing. Yeah,
1: i actually. Uh, this past weekend, we got John Cena versus Rusev in a SmackDown special match on the Raw House show, and it was way better than I thought it would be. And and Rusev is actually a guy that you know can go in the ring with the right guy. So, uh, yeah. Finn Balor against Bray Wyatt. Of course, the demon's gonna return, and of course, Finn Balor's gonna get the win. There's really no question about that.
0: Yeah, I think this is another match where we just win. Uh, yep. Finn, I think everything that everybody said the same thing. Finn needs to win. Bray puts people over. Um, yep. I love Bray. I think he's a great performer, and Finn's nice a great performer. I. Yep. And uh, yeah, like I think they should be able to put on a fantastic match together. And the only way this gets ruined is if it's just booked like shit. Yep. Agreed. In other words, booked like everything with Bray and Randy was booked.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cesaro and Sheamus defending the tag titles against Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. Um, I, I don't care about this match at all. Uh, I hope Cesaro and Sheamus retain. I actually like them as a tag team. They have an entrance music. They have a, and uh, you know, they they come to the ring dressed the same. They have a little skit they do, a stick they do at the beginning of their match. Um,
0: yeah, they've taken what they're given and they work it. Um, yeah,
1: they've got some tandem offense. And to me, a good tag team will always beat two guys, two top guys even, that are just thrown together because they're not used to teaming with each other. Logically, I mean, that's makes more sense to me. But um, Yeah, you know,
0: uh, Eddie Guerrero, when he was given the uh, the programming with China, uh you know, they, they talked about this on the Pritchard podcast, but yep. it was that—that's the kind of booking that was looked at as like a knock on Eddie, because China was the draw and Eddie was the afterthought. But he took it and he yep. made it something amazing. And I wasn't even watching. And he watching made well, he made himself time. the focal
1: it. point. That's what he did. You're exactly. absolutely right. Yeah. He made himself he, the focal point of that. He
0: had to work with and he made it something great. Yep. Now, you know what Cesaro and Sheamus are doing? It's not ever going to be on the level of that Latino Heat the mamacita and all that stuff. But they're you know? taking but, uh,
1: what they are given and they're running with it as hard as they yeah, can. They're doing
0: the best they can with it. And that, it, yeah. they, you, may, you make something good out of something that's meh. You know, I mean, I always, you look at that, you just think it's going to be eh, whatever, but they keep on doing stuff with it. So props to them for what they've been doing. Uh, my, my optimistic hope for this match is that somehow Seth Rollins will injure Dean Ambrose and we won't have to see him for a while.
1: Yeah. I could go on my, uh, my rampage of how lazy Ambrose is in the ring, but uh, I'm going to pass this time. I'm going to pull an Ambrose and I'm just going to go ahead and go through the motions about it.
0: Uh, well, if you just did it again, it'd be lazy booking, so...
1: Right, right, true, true, true. <laughs> um, John Cena versus Baron Corbin. I actually see Corbin getting the win on this one.
0: I do, too. I think it's become a Cena tradition to lose at SummerSlam to put somebody over on the, their uh, their rise to prominence. And uh, I know that they just had Corbin lose his his Money in the Bank challenge. i
1: have seen it cost him the match, so it makes sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if you always have everybody who gets a Money in the Bank win it, it gets old. If you only have I mean, who, who's lost their Money in the Bank challenge? Like, the, the first one was...
1: John uh, Cena was the first. Damian Sandow was the second. And now Baron Corbin, I believe. I can't think of any others that yeah. did.
0: So if, if you only have it be top guys like Cena, yep. I don't. then every time it's not a top guy, you're going to be like, oh, he's going to win the championship. Yep. If you always have it be guys who clearly are mid-card guys at best like Sandow... Then every time one of those guys wins it, you're gonna be like, ah, he's not gonna do anything with it. Right. Corbin clearly has been getting pushed. He's not a superstar like John Cena. He's not a guy that's just kind of hanging around in the middle like uh, Sandow was. Yeah. You know, so him him losing it, it, I don't think it has to take him completely out of the picture. I mean, if he goes on and beats John Cena, he's showing that he uh, can beat the top guys. So, you know, it it keeps it where. You, they have to do something to keep stuff from being predictable. So, yeah.
1: well, Cena to me, like he's a guy at this point in his career, he can lose and he's it's gonna be he's not gonna suffer from it.
0: Exactly, just like Orton, doesn't matter if they win or lose, they, they're everybody's gonna feel the same about them no matter what.
1: Yep. Yeah. And then I believe last but not least, the WWE Championship match as champion Jin Mahal takes on challenger Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm going Nakamura all the way. If this were not a big pay per view,
0: I could see gender retaining in some way, shape, or form, but I don't know why you would do this at Summerslam yep. and not have Shinsuke win. I mean, if you were, if you're gonna bring him up just to not do anything with him, just keep him in NXT. Yep. Or why diligence. would you have him now as a champion? Yeah. I mean, he hasn't been around very long. Like, with, with how quickly he's come in and gotten this championship shot, it just seems that they want him to be the champion. And
1: yeah, I, I, want, I want Nakamura superstar. to win the championship.
0: I mean, the, the things you could say about why gender was, like I know that they're new into the India market or whatnot, but, you know, Shinsuke's got the international draw. He's got, you know, just tons of charisma. And, yeah, I don't know. It, just everything to me looks like, and he's who I want to win, and just to me it looks like everything points to him winning.
1: Well, he's the man. So, yeah. I agree with that. I want Nakamura to win as well. So
0: And so far all the all the best guys they've brought up from uh, from NXT or I'll even throw uh, throw AJ in there who didn't go to NXT but he was a not WWE guy. Yep. They've all been champions. And they've had they've all had good runs too.
1: Well uh, for me. Nakamura winning the belt, he would be the first ever Japanese-born resident, competitor, or whatever, to win the belt. Um, I know they like to say, oh, Yokozuna, he was he's Samoan. You know, he's part of the Anoa'i family, so, yeah, he's Samoan. Um, but I've also read that they're just not getting the reaction they thought they would for Jinder Mahal in India. He's not being <laughs> as big as a draw as they thought he was going to be, so...
0: Yeah, I mean, if he just wins the title and just sits there and doesn't look like he's ever going to lose, like, I don't know, what's the excitement? If he loses it, he could be a bigger heel than holding it, too. I know, like, you know, the baby face chases the belt, you know, is kind of the, the more, more traditional thing, yeah. but, uh, you know, you, you need your, your heel to be, be pissed off, too. Yes, you do. So, I mean, you got to give him a reason to be pissed off, so you got to get him angry and, I don't know, see what he can do. I haven't watched much Ginger Mahal. I mean, like, his matches since he's been defending, like I said, I've been losing interest overall and stuff, and it hasn't been because of him.
1: It's the finishes. It's the finishes. Yeah. I mean, the
0: last AJKO match was a lame finish. It was a slow-build match, and it would have been... If they would have finished it the way they would have finished a match, that slow build would have been paid off and it would have all been good. But when you have a slow build, the way the finish happens dictates whether that slow build was a good match or a bad match, you know? And when it ends in this lame-ass way like that match ended, the match was lame, you know? So they've just they had shitty endings to, like, everything for months.
1: Yeah, they've had some pretty... uh Pretty weak sauce finishes, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, especially with uh, Mahal as champion. Um, yeah. Uh, one more note before we wrap it up. And it's uh, the new, uh, WWE Network's got the uh, Hidden Gems Collection 3 on there. And there's one match on there that kind of blows me away that it's on there. And it's the Rock and Roll Express against the British Bulldogs. And... Ooh. I never knew they had a match. There's only about 10 minutes of this uh, 30 minute match on the network. Um, it's actually the match in its entirety is on Daily Motion. Um, you can hear, and this is where it blows me away. The match took place in the AWA. It's an AWA ring. Uh, you've got uh, Greg Gagne and uh, Paul Bosch, I believe, doing commentary on the match. It took place in 1989 in Kansas City, Missouri. And I'm just, I'm, I'm shocked. I, I cannot, I, even now, I still can't find anything showing the British Bulldogs were ever in the AWA. But yet, here they are. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I think so. Anyhow, uh, you got anything else you want to talk about, Paul?
0: No, it sums it up for wrestling for me. We talked comics a little bit. The only other thing excited about it, is that the dodgers is the best team in baseball possibly ever
1: um you mean statistically
0: i mean they're the best
1: you mean statistically right
0: <laughs> right statistically they may take the record for the most wins in a season but uh okay they're That's, good
1: but the, the boston red Sox, they're america's team okay no, nobody likes Boston teams, Mike. I'm, I'm pretty sure you are very wrong on that one, Paul. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that statement is exceptionally incorrect. So.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, uh, you know, I've been a Dodgers fan my whole life, but they won the World Series in 88, and that's the last time they even got to the World Series. Uh, um, and I was only five then. I was very young. I don't remember it at all. I've gone back and watched videos and stuff. But so I've been waiting for them to really make it ever since then. And, if, you know, who knows what will happen. But, uh, I mean, Boston's looking pretty good in, in uh, the American League. So, and the Astros have been the top team in the American League probably most of the season. But they're sliding. So it'd be very interesting if we ended up with a, a Red Sox-Dodgers World Series with uh, me being a Dodgers fan living in Red Sox territory.
1: <laughs> <laughs> at least you could say you're not a bandwagon jumper.
0: Definitely not a bandwagon. i had to be a Red Sox fan if it was that.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Anyhow, um, so yeah, if you want to hit us up on the Twitter bot to let us know what you think is going to happen this weekend, I'm um, at SuperstarML. Paul, what's yours? You're at Who's Paul?
0: At Who's Paul, yeah.
1: Ronnie's at Ron Bar three sixteen. Uh, Aaron is at Aaron Espell. The show is Don't at... tweet
0: them. They didn't show up.
1: Don't don't tweet them?
0: No, no. They're dead to us.
1: okay uh, I'm not gonna they're not dead to me. <laughs> they're not dead to me yet. Um, the show is uh Oh the hell with the show, and uh, don't forget the Facebook page. I don't run the show's fa- uh, uh, Twitter, so I don't ever check it anyways. So the hell with it. Just tweet me. Yeah, I would Superstar, just be tweeting man. Ronnie
0: anyway. <laughs> what? I said I'd just be tweeting Ronnie anyways.
1: Right, exactly. You know, if you want to tweet me other than at Superstar Mel, I run the uh, at uh, What did you watch this week? Twitter. So. <laughs>
0: why Ronnie doesn't have time for podcasts. He's managing all the Twitter handles for all the podcasts that he joined and doesn't show up to.
1: <laughs> God, your gimmick is you shit on Ronnie. Our gimmick over on What Did You Watch This Week is we find a way every week to shit on Batman versus Superman. <laughs> every single week we try to find a new way to, to shit on that movie uh, and, and the premise of the movie. And we do it, uh, It's it's all done... Like, we don't uh, sit there and and think about it or wait for it. You know, it's all organically happens. You know, we'll be talking like, well, that's why, like, most recently we were talking about the new, uh, the Death Wish remake that Eli Roth is directing. And I made the comment mm-hmm. of like I'm really surprised to see Eli Roth directing that. And John's like, yeah, I mean it's not a horror movie. He goes like I I was turned off from Eli Roth when you know a, after the hostile flicks. And I was like, really? It was the hostile flicks. Well, actually, I guess it was Cabin Fever. I mean, there's no movie as bad as Cabin Fever out there. And then that's when I'm just like, well, there is Batman versus Superman. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that is that that could be worse than cabin fever. And then we the, the saving grace for it always comes back to Wonder Woman. So
0: yep, uh, that was pretty much the side of that movie. Yeah. That movie and the Wonder Woman movie was great.
1: Wonder Woman movie was fantastic. So and uh, yeah. I, you know, a little sneak peek for what did you watch this week when uh, John and I record uh, in a couple of days here? I have already watched all of the Defenders. I've watched all eight episodes already. I, I started. I started at work at three o'clock in the morning, and I, I was done by four o'clock in the afternoon. After I went home, went to bed, woke up, and finished watching it. So,
0: Speaking of watching things, one last plug before we go: Have, have you watched *The Arrival*?
1: The Arrival.
0: The movie *The Arrival*.
1: Uh, I don't think so. I, it's not ringing a bell.
0: I haven't seen it yet
1: either. But uh, Eric uh,
0: Heiser. Uh, Heiser. Uh, he's joining us. He, he's writing secret weapons for Valiant, and he was, uh, he was, I believe, the director of The Arrival. Um, but he's hes done a bunch of different stuff. I uh, actually just stumbled on some other comics that he did today, too. But he's going to be joining us Sunday night uh, for the Valiant Central podcast. So. The
1: Arrival, the 1996 film by David Twy?
0: No, no. The Arrival came out last year.
1: I don't know, I'll have to look it up Yeah, we'll talk more about it But anyways What's it about? I don't know, I
0: haven't seen it Well (sighs) Hold on You're the one who watches this
1: stuff Oh, 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 oh Yes, it's the one with uh, With Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner And Forrest Whitaker And she's a linguist And blah, 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 blah Yes, I did watch that movie I did indeed watch that movie and, yeah uh, so eric us on the
0: valiant central podcast I've, i chatted with him a little bit online and uh he uh seems pretty fantastic and i love secret weapons so check out that comic listen to valiant central and that's it
1: what's his name that what's the name of the guy
0: eric eric Heiser.
1: heiserer he he wrote his credit is screenplay by
0: so he wrote, there you go yeah that's right he wrote the screenplay
1: yeah
0: i I not remember if he directed. He's he's done different projects. No, the
1: director is is Dennis uh, Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Okay. Let's see here. Yeah, he, so oh he, wow, he wrote scripts for, for A Nightmare on Elm Street, Final Destination 5, The Thing, and Lights Out. Get the fuck mm-hmm. out of here. Yeah. Yeah, he's gonna be. Uh,
0: he's gonna write the screenplays for the Valiant movies that are gonna be coming out.
1: When are you talking to him?
0: Uh, uh tomorrow night or Sunday night.
1: Sunday night. Oh, what time are you starting?
0: Uh, 11 o'clock now, pretty late, but... 11 o'clock
1: has- in the p.m.? Yeah. Damn.
0: He's uh, east, west coast.
1: Well, you do me a favor. Uh, pass on to him that uh, everyone shits on the Nightmare on Elm Street remake from 2010. I thought it was pretty damn awesome.
0: <laughs> I'll tell him that.
1: John and I both really enjoy that movie. So, like, I, I really, I like it, so... Anyhow, cool. All right, so that's it. Um, now, typically what we do, Paul, is uh, I'll say thanks, and then there'll be a pause, and then Aaron yells, and that's a podcast, you know, to shit on somebody else. And uh, and then I laugh. Uh, but seeing how uh, Aaron's not here to do his catchphrase, um, let's just both laugh, and we can end it there. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> Humorous.